I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, everybody. It's your boy AJ up here at the top of the episode. I just wanted to put a quick little note in here. Um, the following discussion that Richard and I have deals with some relatively heavy topics. Um, we're talking about Revenge of the Nerds. And if you've seen that movie or even if you've just heard of it, you may know of a particular scene in the film in which... Uh, essentially sexual assault is depicted as like a wacky 80s comedy hijink hijink can you use that word as a singular look i we're we're respectful about it and we have what i would call a pretty pretty good and pretty important discussion about it but it is in this episode so if you're sensitive to that kind of thing maybe skip this one or you know skip it when we start talking about it. it's about halfway through the episode so you can listen to it and then maybe if you want to skip that part it goes for about 20 minutes or so i think anyway i just want to put this at the top of the episode just so everyone's got a fair warning um but other than that it's, it's a pretty good episode so you know enjoy wave your hands if you're not with a man can i kick it yes you can Hello, and welcome along to, what is this show? Film Franchise Fortnights on the Cold Pops Podcast. My name is AJ. I'm joined here today by Richard. How you doing? Oh, boy. I like that. Hopefully, this concludes our trilogy of talking about um, comedy yeah. and, it's, and begins with us singing. Oh, good point. Did you do that on purpose? <laughs> no, I didn't realise we were recording. I thought this was more our trilogy of comedies um, that are detrimental to society now. And looking looking back on them, they don't... Comedies, the, the conclusion to the comedies that haven't aged well trilogy. On the Cult Pops podcast. On the Cult Pops, not in general. Like, they're not all one-related franchise. <clears throat> <laughs> Um, but that is what the show is. We talk about franchises every fortnight. Um, and the a month ago, we did the Hangover um, trilogy. And then after that, we did the eight American Pie films. And now we've gone back even further in time to before Richard and I were even born. Richard or I were even born. I apologize. That was <laughs> terrible of me. Um, and this this... Uh, wonderful uh, night in Auckland, New Zealand, where the the country has got a cyclone. <laughs> the, the, the entire country is falling apart. But um, right here, it's very hot. I mean, the, there are, there are hints of a cyclone in our weather, but well, it's it's very humid. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's very. Yeah, no, Joe, what are you wearing tonight? <laughs> uh, nothing. Almost. I'm not wearing a shirt because we do these podcasts in this room that just gets real warm and. I was like, you know what? It's my damn house. <laughs> Not for very much longer. No, we're 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 gonna be um, 
shifting the kind of setup not that it really matters to you as the listener uh listener but we are going to be shifting the setup as i am jumping ship i am well actually i'm moving to where the cyclone is um i'm moving back to my hometown of christchurch not because of the cyclone not because of the cyclone um but i'll be doing that within the next week there's there's a the, our, our release schedule means there'll be a couple more podcasts that have us together in the same room um but it'll be a lie It'll be a lie. Don't believe it. But the, it's not going to sound any different. Hopefully, we did the Ready Player One. Fingers crossed. Yeah, we did the Ready Player One podcast in two different cities, and that sounded fine. So. Yep. So anyway, um, today we're to- as I said, we're talking about the Revenge of the Nerds series. And when I tell people that we're doing the Revenge of the Nerds series this fortnight, they go, "Oh, how many of them are there? Two? And I go, "No, no, 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 no. There are four Revenge of the Nerds what? series. They consist of." Two theatrical releases and two straight-to-DVD releases. Straight-to-TV, I believe. Straight-to-TV would be a more accurate um, way to put it, because they came out in the 90s, before DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the first film that we watched was called Revenge of the Nerds, uh, and it was released in 1984, directed by Jeff Canyu. And I'll stop you right there, Richard. It is the same Jeff Canyu that directed National Lampoon's Adam and Eve. Uh-huh. Um, that has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 70% critic score and 73% audience score. Wow. Now, what what was it about, Richard? What well, was that movie about? Basically, it's about this group of nerds, all right? Mm-hmm. And they've been wronged. Mm-hmm. So they just take it lying down. <laughs> Okay, um, the entire quadrilogy is <laughs> nerds lying on the ground for um, two hours. Now the, these nerds are forced out of their living quarters by the jocks, mm. and they have to take up residence in the gym. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, through a series of kind of different sort of forms of sexual assault and rape, um, <laughs> hilarity ensues, and the nerds end up on top, so to speak. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good way to put. It's a, it's a I'm sure they wouldn't agree, but it's a good way to put it. Um, yeah, it's essentially like your your 80s sex comedy, a little bit more um, a little bit more civilized than Porky's, like a touch more civilized than Porky's, um, but not quite as civilized as something like American Pie, which felt like it had more of a through line. This was more 80s college hijinks. Yeah, yeah. Hijinks, the more precursor like, to more antics. Like low jinks, though, yeah, low jinks. Right? That's true. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds two, <laughs> Nerds in Paradise. You still have time. <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds two, Nerds in Paradise came out in nineteen eighty seven, and that was directed by Joe Roth. And I'll stop you right there, Richard. That is the same Joe Roth who directed Christmas with the Cranks. Ah. Uh, that has a Rotten Tomato score of seven percent critic score and thirty five percent audience score. So a significant drop. One, <laughs> one of the lowest rated sequels i feel we've done um critically uh it's not it's i don't think it's 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 the same fucking thing but now they're on holiday yeah and there's less rape and boobies and stuff yeah yeah the 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 revenge of the nerds 2 okay revenge of the if revenge of the nerds is a 70 percent revenge of the nerds 2 is not seven (laughs) percent it is not that much worse um but yeah they go to where do they go fort Lauderdale. Lauderdale. Fuck, I can't really remember that. Um, and that's like a, a tropical paradise in Miami. Yeah. Um, and it's just them there for whatever. Like, they're they're representing their frat house, which is Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's the same thing. There's, there's jocks that don't like them. 
Yeah, but by the end of it, the the sort of meathead jock mm. is converted and he mm. helps out the nerds. Yeah, His name's Ogre. Yeah, that's true. Um, then Revenge of the Nerds 3, The Next Generation, um, came straight to TV in 1992. And that was directed by Roland Mesa. And that is um, literally the only oh. film he ever directed. <laughs> Which, oh. I mean, probably isn't much of a surprise with these. Straight That's to TV. Crazy. Yeah. Did it, did it do any TV shows or anything like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, he directed a couple like oh, yeah. Tales from the Crypt or something like that. Right, right. Um, that has a, or it doesn't have a critic score on Ron Tomatoes, but it does have an audience score of 22%. So it's, st- it's still a steady decline from the yeah. audience score of 73% for the first film. And what is The Next Generation about? Well, our hero, Lewis Skullnick, who I haven't mentioned yet. Um, <laughs> He's put his nerd days behind him, and now he's like a cool dude. He's got a ponytail, and he's married to the woman he raped in the first film. And um, like, so essentially, it's because he was so good at it that she. We'll get into this yeah. further on. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is relevant. This is um, relevant. And but then uh, the the evil jock comes back into their life, their life, their mm. life, their, their lives, lives. and. Uh, you know, he, he wants to get it on with um with his ex girlfriend who's now Lewis's wife. Mm-hmm. And um then also like Lewis's nephew has a plot line and that's like supposed to be the next generation, but then mm. the movie's not about them. This is one of the worst passing the torch sequels I've ever seen because um Robert Carradine who plays Lewis Skolnick and also carried the series on his back. He's, that's why they called him Carrie Dean. Yeah. Um Carrie's Car- movies. <laughs> He, um, I feel like he might might have kind of attachment issues with the series, and so when they said they were going to do a Passing the Torch Next Generation movie, he was like, "Sweet, well, I'll, Lewis will be in it, just you know, to for, for the audiences to have something to familiar." But he is far and away still the main character <laughs> of this film. Yeah, um, and then they just ignore it, and the fourth one's just Lewis and his friends again. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the fourth one. Um, is called Revenge of the Nerds 4, Nerds in Love, and that was released straight to TV in 1994. And that was directed by Steve Zacharias, who never directed anything else, but is attached to the Revenge of the Nerds prequel film, of which I could find no other information about beyond this sentence. Right. So um, that has a 25% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. So that's a, that's a few more percent more than uh, Revenge of the Nerds 3. Um but you know, still a far cry from the original. Uh, and the, <laughs> the fun fact, of the original. Fun fact about uh, this film is that it was originally 3D and scratch and stuff. Yeah. So Fox released or distributed glasses and aromatic prompt cards that you could use while watching the movie. So what's this one about? Well, so this is about uh, the classic nerd character Booger, who's been in all the films. Haven't mentioned him yet. Played He's by also, Curtis Armstrong. Who's from, who you might remember from uh, American Pie, The Book of Love. And he is, uh, he's kind of, he's a dirty nerd. He's like, he's the kind of seedy one who's always trying to get with the Moo Girls, which is like a, a sorority house. And he picks his nose a lot, hence why they call him Booger. But he's now getting married. And so all the nerds sort of come back together for that. And the family don't like that their daughter is getting married to a nerd. So they try everything they can to stop the wedding. This includes making up an illegitimate child uh, and trying to set him up to cheat on her. But uh, none of it works, of course. And uh, they end up getting married. And of course, Lewis is now impregnated, his, his girlfriend. 
his wife, sorry. And the also the, I forgot to mention at the end of the third one, the like jock that ruined his life in the first two films. Although she's not in the second one. Oh yeah, yeah, but um, the, yeah, the, the jock that, that that was sort of the main antagonist of the first one reveals that he's actually a nerd deep down, and mm. then in the, in the fourth one, he's there, and he's yeah. like, "Ah, oh, let's be friends and show me VR." Yeah, and and they they kind of make sure to give everyone like a happy ending by finding their mate. Mm. Yeah, which is pretty pretty standard trope of this kind of yeah kind of movie. Um, what did you think of? And these? it doesn't and it doesn't have the nephew in it. It does. He's in it. Because he, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't remember what he looked like. His name is Howard. He's in right, it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's not at all the main character. No. Um, how would you rank these films? Which one was your favorite? Which was your least favorite? Did you like them regardless of your ranking? Um, Any thoughts, comments? I no? okay, enjoyed well, two the least. Okay. Um. First one probably is the best. Mm-hmm. And despite then, being the rapiest. Yeah. And then I actually kind of enjoyed parts of um, Next Generation. I, I'd probably go one, three, four, two. It's interesting, isn't it? Because probably the first time I've ever ranked a quadrilogy like that. <laughs> I feel like there's when we when we were gearing up to do this, I said to you, I feel like three and four are going to be some of the worst movies we've yeah. ever watched on this podcast, just because there was something about it, something about like a you know. Uh, dried up 80s franchise trying to like move forward yeah, on its the last fact legs and it's still got the original actors and i think helped it a lot but it's weird because you think of something like american pie you take the sort of sexy banter out of it it was sexy antics at the time and, and revenge of the nurse but like the even the second one like the sequels are a lot more family friendly Mm. And it kind of works. Like, yeah, it, it, it just goes to show you how little the first actually needed it. Mm, that's that's a good point. Yeah. So as as you sort of touched on there, this is an interesting situation where the original stars of the first film they never really got famous enough. So the straight to TV cast is the, is the same exact cast. Like, like if we're if you if you're looking for any kind of discrepancies, the only thing I can really point to would be that Revenge of the Nerds two, which you said is your least favorite. Mm. Um, that's kind of the outlier when viewed with the rest of them because one, three, and four all have Lewis and Betty together. Um, Stan, who's the bad guy, the jock, he's in those three, but not the second one. Um, yeah, so, so several of the main characters do not Are we appear. needing to do a Revenge of the Nerds Mashriki order? Yeah, yeah. Mashriki order. I like it. Yeah. Because I was going to... I actually thought about this while I was watching it, and I was like, maybe don't watch the third one, but... No, nah, definitely skip the second one if you're going to watch them. The second one is feels like it's ignored by the others. By the two is the second is, is is nerds in paradise canon hashtag get it yeah we don't know um <laughs> so yeah uh several of the characters do not appear including betty stan gable so that's the girlfriend and the bad guy takashi who's one of the nerds um un jefferson i don't remember that what's character. takashi's characterization he's asian and what else no that's it um <laughs> <laughs> that's not us being racist. That's the film being racist. Uh, this is also the last nerds film to feature Poindexter, which is where that word comes from. Is the first Revenge of the Nerds film. One of the characters' last name is Poindexter. Yeah. Well, um, it's not where the word comes from. Like it's it's an actual last name. Right, but it's where we where we associate that last name with with, with nerdiness. Um, uh, although he is shown, this is funny. Poindexter is shown on the DVD cover of the fourth film. But he is neither seen nor mentioned. In Weird. It. And also, um, 
uh, Lewis's best friend is a huge part of the first two. The, well, he's a huge part of the first one. I don't think he, like I would. I would go on record saying I interpreted Gilbert, who's Lewis's best friend, to be the main character yeah. in the first film. No, yeah, I believe that he's a bit more of the. Yeah. They, they kind of made Lewis slightly more wacky. Yeah, yeah. They gave him the the, the laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Get, try try watch four movies where Robert Carradine, Lizzie McGuire's dad himself, does that. Bill from Kill Bill's brother. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, what um, a strange way to describe one person, all those things. Yeah, he, did you find, I think it's the second one, maybe the third one, but like he, it's like he forgot how to do it, mm. and, but then, and then he remembered for like mm. the third and fourth, because mm. it, it's, it was, it's endearing in the first one, but it's so obnoxious yeah. in the second one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, well, I was obnoxious for all of them, really, because. Well, no, like, yeah, like, like in, in the first one, it's kind of like a quirky character trait. And then he forgot how to do it endearingly right. in the second one. And then it just became like, oh, my God. Right. Like, it wouldn't be like, <laughs> and get louder. It would just be like, <laughs> and then there well, was And in the third one, it's a significant motif because in the third film, Lewis is actually trying to not be a nerd anymore in his adult years. So whenever he starts laughing like that, he cuts himself off. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, well, I was like, can I go into this now? And like, oh, sorry. Well, put it, well, should we put a pin in there? Right, okay. Um, so, as I was saying, Gilbert, played by Anthony Edwards, um, and as well as the character Wormser, uh, played by Andrew Cassis. Um, that, there's Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise is the last film to feature those actors playing those characters edwards did not return did not like the script and he was very reluctant to reprise his role originally which is why gilbert has a very small portion of revenge of the nerds 2 for some reason like it's weird because they he has a broken leg so he can't go with them mm, and mm, it's like it would make sense if he wasn't in the movie at all and they're like ah oh, gilbert he's got a broken leg like that's like a classic kind of dealing with an actor who didn't come back kind of thing but he's in it enough for it to be like why don't i just include him on the, the yeah. script and so then he's he didn't like an actor in the third one and then yeah then he turns up in the third one in a cameo played by a different actor which who's just let himself go yeah which really is just kind of like just don't yeah don't write him into it um oh yeah so so because it, uh, because gilbert has a broken leg in revenge of the nerds 2 i mean the edwards um got to film all his material in one session and he spent a few days filming the scene where he appears in lewis's dream on the beach um and on the 30th anniversary of the original film in 2014 julia montgomery who plays betty um told that she was originally to have a part in nerds 2 but eventually turned it down this is really interesting actually after learning that her only scene would involve betty cheating on lewis in a hotel room with another jock montgomery felt that after falling in love with lewis towards the end of nerds it wasn't right that she would cheat on him with someone who is just like stan gable isn't that a fascinating (laughs) insight into that actress's I love the like I interpretation love the of that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that she turned it down, but I mean, how did they end up together? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we will get into that. The setup for Revenge of the Nerds 3 is very similar to the setup for, no, more so The Last Jedi, but the, this, the, the uh, Star Wars sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's like, Here's the new characters. They're just like the other ones. Now let's go. Great, like it, it, it wants to be a passing the torch film, but the new characters are forced to grab the torch 
from right. the other ones. Then it's, it's a reluctant torch handing over because the the hero from our Luke Skywalker, our Lewis Skullner, our LS character, <laughs> uh, has you know quarantined himself and is denying the fact that he was ever this legend that mm. people still tell stories about. Ah, so it is very. They should have called it the Last Nerd. Yeah, even though that's not at all what the movie's about. It's about the opposite. Yeah, and then at the end when Stan Gable's like talking on me could be like everything you just said was wrong <laughs> I don't know. that was a weird reference to make that's okay i like i don't know he probably says that in the movie yeah. um i got a i got i got a um a real hang up with with we'll get to the the sexual misconduct in just a second yeah but how what, upset are you um about the sexual misconduct no about what you're about to say uh, i'm about to cry i'm on the verge right. of tears do you want to done it do you have donuts? I don't know if this will solve it, but I'd love a donut. So we've we've graduated from drinking soda on the podcast to eating donuts. <sighs> it's our last time together. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Those gross, like, uh, um, <laughs> I don't know if you get these in America or whatever, but like, they're real shitty discount. Um, like from the supermarket, they're glaze. Uh, they're not uh, not glaze. They're like they're iced donuts, but because it's like a hundred and fifty percent humidity in the air right now, they're just like sweaty, sticky, delicious donuts. Like me, right now. Mm. So here's and uh, instead of having a hole in the middle, it's a metaphorical one. Mm. Um, while we're while we're on the subject of. Um, things that kind of exist in America but are probably kind of different in New Zealand. Um, I've got a question for our American listeners. Do you do these like social what like clicks? That's what they're called, right? Would you say click or clique? I've heard it pronounced different ways. Oh, yeah, click, yeah. Do these clicks even exist in college? Because like I can't, as I say, I can't speak for America, but I know that if anyone in like tertiary education in New Zealand thought being a jock was a bit like important and that bullying nerds was cool, like everyone would just think they're a fucking loser. <laughs> like, even like, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the, these, these clicks definitely exist in high school, but my experience from graduating high school and moving into, into, um, into polytech because I didn't go to university was so you don't know it yeah well maybe that's it was that like if people still treated you bad because you're different to them they're the weird they're the arsehole like they're the the because and like based purely on um like films I've seen I think it's a it's a fraternity thing right like so those those I mean again it's just why we're getting off films but um that it seems like each kind of fraternity or even sorority has their kind of clique or their, their sort of um, their type, mm. and they tend to stick to those. So I think that uh, exacerbates it a little bit. Yeah, I guess I have seen it with frats. This is just so juvenile. Yeah, and- well, the fact is in, in Revenge of the Nerds, it's not even just at college. It's like, you know, they go to court and the judge is like, I'm not going to fucking let a nerd walk free out of my courtroom. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, that's 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 totally accurate, Richard. Uh, and I started to get that sense so fake, and that's it. Just leave this in. Um, we took a little break just to make sure <laughs> no, we're still not recording. It in. Keep this in. Um, yeah. So as the series progresses, the nerd prejudice is flanderized. 
Huh? Said you better fucking get rid of <laughs> Now I have to. <laughs> it's it's flanderized to the point of being a tongue-in-cheek parallel or parody of racism or other forms of prejudice. Like, and is that bad or is it as like, is it just the same as like X-Men or Zootopia? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's like, I get, yeah, I don't know. Because it doesn't feel satirical. Mm. It feels like someone... I don't know. It feels like this is a very deeply personal story from assuming Robert Carradine. And he was like... <laughs> Wouldn't it be for, I don't know, whatever that guy that directed... National Lampoon's Adam... movie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it does feel like there is a slight... Um, I don't know, it's, it's just hard when they're, when they're all white men, you know, to... Well, one of them's black and gay. That's a good point. And before we talk, start trashing on this movie for what it's terrible with, I do want to say that despite the fact that there's a lot of stereotyped characters, like as you said, um, Lamar is a black gay dude and he's in all four, actually, I think. Mm. Um, Small cameo in the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, despite the fact that he is presented as very flamboyant and like feminine and stuff like that, like the they still accept him like it's it's very it's it reminds me of when um the south park guys put uh timmy in the show who's the kid in the wheelchair mm. who's uh, yeah and he says timmy um and th- they caught so much flack for for like you know having a having a disabled student be be like a, a butt of a joke essentially but they were like no everyone's a butt of a joke and we just treat Timmy's just t- treated by the other students like another student. Yeah, there's. It's interesting because in a a film that every character is a stereotype, but they all the nerds don't want to be. Well, they have their identity crises and you mm-hmm. know don't want to be nerds. I think, but um, and the jocks are all nerds deep down. Mm-hmm. And you know, and if you some the the prom queen, you know, if you sexually assault her good enough, mm-hmm. I was going to say rape, but I feel like. Even though I've said it a few times already, I was like, that instance would be too harsh. Mm. Uh, if you sexually assault her good enough, you can you can turn her kind of thing. Uh, but Lamar is the most sure of himself character in the entire Yeah, and there's, there's a scene when they, they pitch to... So they have to... They I don't know how it works. Perfect two. They pitch perfect three, actually. Yeah. Um, the streets. The, yeah. Um, they, they pitch perfect three to the streets. <laughs> um, they have to basically go to the national figurehead of lambda 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 and say can the we national lambda 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 adam and eve what national lambda oh right lambda right lambda. um they have to I'm go sorry they have to go to him and say hey we want to open up a chapter of your fraternity at adam's college and the joke is that all of lambda lambda lambda's chapters are like black i think was the was the joke there like yeah they're all you know it's they're african-american predominant uh chapter uh, fraternity and um, Lamar points out that um, yeah they want to start they want to start a chapter of Lambda 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 where they will not discriminate against anyone of different color creed or sexual orientation and it's not even really treated as a joke like the joke is like mm. of course he would be the one to say that but no one go no one rolls their eyes and goes oh here we go the gay guy is trying to get talk you know yeah. like it's actually i don't know I, it's for everything this movie gets wrong which we will be talking about in just a second like that was an oddly yeah, like waiting for a folks sincere moment narratively yeah now lamar is 
a better character than he should be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in an 80s film that uses rape as a comedic plot point, the, like, very flamboyant, homosexual, African-American character is, is like, one of the least stereotypical people in the movie. (laughs) AJ, have another donut. I keep eating them. No, I don't want to eat into the microphone. Well... And we're recording to one output again, so I don't want to... I'm not going to be able to cut you out. It's just fucking... Look, I'm touched. $4. I'm touched, but I don't know why you thought it was a good idea to bring well, sticky donuts to eat on. We, well, like, the sodas worked because you can hide that you're drinking them. Ugh. Um, so, okay, we've been... If you if you haven't seen Revenge of the Nerds, then this is going to be a very tumultuous podcast to listen to up to this point, I think. But we are going to talk about well, it. Yeah, you don't know the details. Yeah, yeah. Anything. We are going to talk about the, um, the dodgy... You're right? Yeah. yeah. Fell off your chair. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was so shocked. Um, we are going to talk about this now. So, uh, the original film, um, as we if discussed... If you're not a fan of rape, stop listening. <laughs> True, that's a good... I thought you were making just a, a pointless bad taste joke. But no, this trigger warning, I guess, for if this stuff upsets you, um, we're going to be taking it pretty seriously. We're not going to be joking about I'll it. I'll try to. Uh, trigger warning, I'm taking my keys out of my pocket. <sighs> I know how would I do that. Like, or, like, people don't mind the rape stuff, but as soon as you take the keys out. Um, Audio files are like... Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as we discussed last week in the American Pie episode, before we even knew that we'd be getting uh, Revenge of the Nerd Nerds. Um, rotten, as I've been hilariously calling it. Return, I, Return of the Nido. That's great, yeah. Um, so the, the, the original film specifically, not so much the sequels. Yeah. A little bit, but not... The se- not- well, the sequels had so little that it's kind yeah, of jarring yeah, yeah. um they, so the, the the original film is rather infamous for perpetuating rape culture with the nerds wacky antics or hijinks as we said the precursor to antics yeah. um like going on <laughs> panty raids installing cameras in the sorority showers so they can spend all day perving on a naked woman and like all day they stay all night yeah yeah and they and he pours he pours beer into his cornflakes yeah and it's like there was a like for the, the stereotype of the time, that seemed like a weird mm. thing. Mm. Very frat boy. Yeah. Me. Yeah, there is some weird, like, I wouldn't have called that a nerd type moments. And same with, with just to, to, to go on to this little tangent, the character of Ogre, who's a jock originally, I don't think jocks would be friends with that guy. <laughs> he was gross. He was like a big, dirty man. Yeah, it depends on the kind of jobs because yeah, you get the true. like the three popped colors kind of yeah yeah frat boys yeah mm. um, so and then of course there is um, a particular scene that you you can you'll read about if you type in Revenge of the Nerds I guarantee this will be on the first page yeah. of Google people there is another about, one you missed as well before you get oh, yeah. to the Big Daddy is that uh, because they've installed the cameras like so like that they're they're doing like a, a Greek Olympiad much like you might remember from. Uh, American Pie Beta House, mm-hmm. and one of, camp. The, one of the things they have to do is uh, raise money f- for it. And so the the jocks open a kissing booth, uh, which leads into what you're about to say. But the nerds uh, raise money by selling cream pies. <laughs> They're selling like actual pie tins with just cream on top of yeah, them. Yeah, they call it a pie, but it's not. Yeah, and so they they make heaps of money. And the jocks go over to find out why it's making so much money. And Ogre eats one of the pies and reveals that underneath 
is a full frontal nude shot of, and it is of Betty. Isn't I it? think it's of Betty. Yeah. yeah, of you know the the love interest um, of, of the the lead jock's girlfriend, in fact. Mm. And so you know, obviously that's a sex crime. <laughs> so it is important to note, and this isn't an excuse; it's more just a, a point of interest that all the things we've mentioned so far wouldn't be out of place in an American Pie movie. So we haven't gone back in time quite enough yet. There, there are literally there is a scene in Bandcamp where he sets up. It's one of the main plot points that he sets up cameras in the girls' showers, yeah. things like that. Um, but this scene you wouldn't find in American Pie, I don't think. Uh, and yeah, as I said, all across the internet, people are writing. At, well, when 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 like kind of like the public consciousness shifted into like this. Um, Rape is bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, understanding how we used to represent these things. Different levels of sexual assault. Yeah, yeah. Um, People started to bring this scene up and another scene from 16 Candles that I don't quite remember apparently is similar. Um, So. Deception. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Actually, so it follows directly on from the the Kissing Booth storyline. Yep. So Robert Carradine's Lewis Skolnick um, dresses up in a similar outfit to Stan Gable, the jock antagonist, and and who is also Betty's current boyfriend. They're wearing the same fancy dress. Like he, the, one of them's like Darth Vader or something. Yeah. They're, they're dressed up so you can't see Big his face. Big cape and mask. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Then Lewis essentially tricks Betty into thinking that he is Stan uh, before proceeding to perform oral sex on her. Afterwards, Betty discovers it's actually Lewis, but because he was so good at it, she isn't mad about being uh, raped or sexually assaulted. I'm not sure what the, the lines are with... Cause it's it, rape through deception. Yeah, it's yeah. a crime. Yeah, of course. So it's straight up, we'll put you in jail. Yeah. Uh, uh, and instead, she falls in love with him. And as we said in the following films, the two get married and eventually have a kid together. And whenever Betty is on screen, she is depicted as being infatuated with Lewis. Yeah. Is that, does that make it better or worse? I don't know. Like the fact that it's like, well, they actually ended up being perfect for each other. I mean, obviously the the initial act is so yeah. debaucherous. You could change what he does to make her fall for him. And it would probably be... No. Yeah, I mean, even if it wasn't a sexual thing, but like a a more romantic gesture, like, mm. like that was you saying all those things kind of thing. What about like, this? Because that, that moment exists in... Oh, yeah, what, what, what about this? Um, what if you establish throughout the first part of the movie that Stan has been pressuring Betty into doing some kind of sex act that she doesn't want to do? Anal. Let's say anal, and then she, he keeps wearing her down, wearing her down. So you're actually creating like a dislikable character fully in Stan, like on top of the fact that he's also just the bad guy and mean yeah. to nerds. And then when Betty thinks that Lewis is Stan, and she's like, "All right, we can finally do it if you're not going to leave me alone," and he retracts and goes, "No, if you don't want to do it, let's not imagine that." <laughs> like, yeah, and, she, and that's how she finds out who I, he is. I, I like. 
Like, I'm not saying they I'm have sex at all. I'm, I'm regretting <laughs> saying anal because, like, the fact of that being this big emotional plot point kind of feels a bit weird. I'm kind of into that idea. I think it's cool. Yeah. The more debaucherous the, the act that she doesn't want to do that he's I actually, no, I feel like, uh, no, do you know what the, the line would be? It would be? You know that thing you always wanted to do? Like, you can do it if you want. Yeah. And and we'll never know what it was, but it's solid. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, yeah. It's, so basically, the way it's revealed is, is he comes up, because they actually, do they have full penetrative sex? Or the, they- the articles say they do. That is not at all how I interpreted the scene, because right. he goes down on her, and then when we cut back to them, he comes back up again. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's better or worse or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's unclear what they do, but basically he comes back up and they're in like a dark room. Yeah. And he lifts up his mask and goes, <laughs> I'm not doing it right. I can't. I'm, 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 I'm and so I don't want to, I don't want to do it. But, um, and then she freaks out and then basically says, wait a minute, are all nerds that good? She doesn't even freak out. She just goes, you're that nerd. And he's like, well, you know. Jocks only think about sports. The only thing nerds think about is sex. So that's why we're good at it. <laughs> yeah. And it's such like, a... Like, presumably this is him losing his virginity. Who well. knows, man? It's such a, like... Yeah, and then it ends with her being like, God, oh, Jesus, I'm in love with a nerd. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, you, you just, you know... He just... Sexually assaulted you. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, feel free to chime in, listeners. <laughs> yeah, like what we're we're pretty open, like, open-minded people. So, like we are, we we you and I, I would say, are both pretty good at like learning new opinions and feelings and being able to factor that into what we. Yeah, unless they're about like interstellar or anything like that. But yeah, um, yeah. well, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's. It's interesting because it's like the scene is so. The idea of the scene is so just wrong and wouldn't fly. But And you said that you wouldn't find this in an American Pie film, mm. but I actually feel like you probably would. Right. I feel like this wouldn't be out of place in an American Pie film. It might, it might play out differently. I don't know if they'd do the her, the her now being obsessed with him kind of thing, but they're mm-hmm. like Stifler- you know, like Stifler walking in on a girl who's like ready to have sex with a boyfriend, and he goes, oh, "Okay," mm. and like you know, walks in on a girl tied up on, on all fours, going yeah, like, yeah. "Come and get me, daddy." And I mean, then, he does. And he, he does bang Jim's grandma in the third film, so yeah, that's a similar there situation. We go. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost identical. Um, and then she does become infatuated with him. So Although it's in the dark, and he doesn't know it's her. So there's less. He thinks it's someone who's consenting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a compl- like these are complicated issues um, that we don't presume but to know. When we finished Revenge of the Nerds, the first thing I thought, and this is kind of for- and, and because because the these scenes, uh, okay, I'll start again. Um, I I saw Revenge of the Nerds years and years ago. It was on a channel here called C Four. Um, it was playing like late one night. I remember it was like one of those things. I was just flicking through the channels, and then. I saw, I think it was the, the scene with the, um, with the pies mm-hmm. and so, or even, oh no, actually it was earlier on. It was when it was the, we got Bush scene when they've, they've got the camera set yeah. up and they're all watching it. And, um, a girl walks out of the shower full front of nudity and they all, they all proclaim we, we got Bush, we got Bush. So I like, I watched it for like, cause there's like all the nudity is in like this five minute chunk. Yeah. Um, so I watched it for a little bit. And so all I knew of Revenge of the Nerds is like, it's this insane, like start to finish just six and nudity but then 
the first thing I thought after watching the movie was, I was like, because we kind of turned to each other and we're like, what do you think? And we're like, yeah, that's fine. And I, the first word that came to my head was inoffensive. Hmm. I was like, yeah, it's just like, it's so take it or leave it. Yeah. And it's it's like, American Pie has like these iconic moments and and heartwarming characters. But like, in my mind, the first thing I was like, Revenge of the Nerds, I was like, no one's going to love it, but no one's really going to hate it. And then I remember that there is this like, massively discussed scene mm. and i guess that kind of just goes to show that despite what we're saying about it it's actually not the biggest part of the film and it's not really even done and like it it's maybe more nowadays but because of the sort of culture with the the you know the the time and place of the time period we live in and the social whatever but um I feel like at the time or even, you know, watching it again in the 90s or something like that, you would watch that scene and be like, five minutes later, you'd be like, that was pretty much just, he pretty much just raped Oh, so you don't reckon, because a lot of the articles I read were like, this is uh, illustration of the, the, how times have changed because back in the 80s, we thought this was okay. But you're saying you reckon it wouldn't have taken long before they. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe not, but it's like, it's nowadays you can see any like the lens uh, with which we look through any and see any like sexual encounter in film is so different mm. because it's all about you know now we have to look we, we look at like how it's shot how it's framed um you know there's there's a huge thing about how it's explicit to see a girl enjoying sex mm. um there, there was i think uh blue valentine um with Ryan Gosling, yeah. yeah, and even Rachel Wood. Um, there's a scene. I think it's even Rachel Wood. I can't remember. But there's um, there's a scene where he goes down on her, and the MPA, the the you know the censors in America, basically said you need to cut down just the shots of her face enjoying having an orgasm because that's explicit. Hmm. Um, but like and, you know they 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 don't do that for a man, yeah, because but it's it's becomes. And it, it's always this 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 thing of like, uh, female nudity is always sexy, male nudity is always funny. Yeah. And but so nowadays when we watch a sex scene, we're like, oh, you know, um, what's her name is naked. Oh fuck, what's her name? Um, Dakota Johnson is naked throughout the whole movie, but Jamie Dornan has to get paid an extra five million to get his penis out, and he doesn't even do it. Um, whereas back then, you watch a sex scene, and you're like, ha ha. You know, mm. he he got her, and yeah. then maybe like five, ten years later, you're remembering the film, and you're like, "That can't ah, be right." Yeah, yeah. So the what I did, no, the, no, the, no, that's great. Um, what I did notice though, when comparing American Pie and Revenge of the Nerds, is that they they're actually very different in how they're problematic, Sl- subtly but but different. So like subtly, subtly. Um, while American Pie very much portrayed a male gaze worldview. And exaggerated toxic masculinity with sex crazed dudes who are probably more akin to like the jock characters or the frat boy characters in the film. Like, there's a, there's a good the American Pie is a good spectrum. And yeah, I think, yeah. And that that kind of more accurately shows what we're talking about. That like, are these different cliques so defined? Because like, yeah, you have Oz at the start of the film, but like you have a, a spectrum of like Stifler through to Finch. Yeah. So it's like it goes like Finch, and then maybe Jim, Kevin. Oz, Stifler. Totally, it's man. Like, and it's like a spectrum from yeah. Lewis Skolnick to 
Yeah. Um, given, Stan Gable. Stan Gable. Yeah. So yeah, that, no, that that's that's totally true. Like, um, if if the American Pie characters were in the Revenge of the Nerds world, Oz would hate Jim. Yeah. You know, um, Revenge of the Nerds instead of this jock frat boy toxic masculinity type of thing. Instead, it could be more compared to the nice guy attitude of yeah, thinking 100%. women owe you sex because you're nice to them. And through the male gaze of this series, it brings a disturbing like fantasy or like a lie yeah. to life. Yeah, not no, yeah, not even just the like thinking. Because that, that is obviously part of the whole like nice guy image. And um, like, if you don't know what we're talking about, you've probably never interacted with mm. another. Yeah, I would say our target audience probably knows what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, our target audience is probably cringing yeah. and being like, "Fuck, fuck, that was me." <laughs> but it's it's not even just the the these because there's a couple of sort of things of, of the nice guy thing. So one is like you said, obviously, is the um, feeling like you're owed sex that women are just like a. A, a slot machine that mm-hmm. if you put in enough nice tokens, sex will just fall out. But it's also the the jocks are hogging all the slot machines, and it's like, oh, if I just got my turn, I would win. Yeah, exactly. And, so, and I think I think that's the main thing that that's probably the more the angle that Revenge of the Nerds go for is that like you just need your chance with these, which is a lie. And but in real life, that's a lie. And Revenge of the Nerds, that's the reality they're preaching, and it's a fantasy. It's a nerd fantasy. Yeah, well, I don't know. Saying in real life that's a lie. I mean, I you mean, shouldn't like, assume it, that in real yeah, life. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's not that you just need your chance. It's just like just be yourself, and well, unless you're a, a creepy weirdo, but like, don't humans are complex, and you can't put us all onto these boxes. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's not like mm. yeah, yeah, you shouldn't be just yeah. So the the real world application or like the the worst version of the American uh, American Pie archetype would be someone like Brock Turner. Would you agree? So that was the uh, entitled student athlete who raped an, intoxi- an intoxicated woman in 2015. There's a big deal about it because the judge was like, "We can't send him to prison. He has a swimming ca- career ahead of him." Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's like the the extreme version of the American Pie character. Doing yeah, the, so doing it's the just worst. Woman objects. Yeah. Whereas the Revenge of the Nerds archetype, like the worst version of that, would be someone like Elliot Roger, who was the mass murderer who shot up a sorority house at the University of California in 2014 um, after uploading a manifesto to YouTube, which explained that he wanted to punish women because he couldn't get a girlfriend. Do you remember that? Vaguely. You can you can watch. It's so cringy. Like it's so weird to be embarrassed. Well, was he like? Um, a director's son was that the one? No, I don't know. Maybe I didn't look into that. But basically, he put put up this manifesto, and it's weird to like. I'm pretty sure. I think you like one of the Hunger Games directors. Oh, look, we'll, son. We'll look there was. It. I remember there was like a a mass shooting that where the person posted a video, and they were related to someone mm. related to the Hunger Games. Um. So, but the yeah, the video it's weird to like feel cringy for a like the same way you'd, you'd cringe at someone being embarrassing on the street but yeah. to someone who's murdered he murdered six people because the video is like they didn't understand me yeah no i, I have seen that <laughs> i too. will show them it's real like oh my god it's so crazy is he wearing a fedora probably i haven't seen the, i've only heard audio from the video right but. yeah yeah it, um the the quote-unquote nice guy syndrome is very these are these are these things that they most toxic form yeah 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 oh yeah exactly but like the when it turns to because and this is this is gonna sound bad but like at its at its most toxic form the um 
the objectification of women is still in a lot of ways putting them on a pedestal or um enjoying women i guess you'd say is like you know liking the idea of women whereas the the worst form of the like nice guy one becomes hatred yeah and, and it often stems from self-hatred yeah but it it's this resentment towards women and there's some toxic toxic communities you can see on the likes of reddit yeah there's the red pill yeah um in sales which is gone now i i only sort of bring this up because i feel it is i feel like because across the board, the American, no, sorry, across the board, the Revenge of the Nerds franchise is actually relatively harmless. Like, it's not that bad beyond that scene. It's just that scene is super damaging. Because, yeah. because I, I'd love to see, like, have any of the creators commented on it? I don't know. Like, I couldn't find anything. But um, be, I'm sure they have their regrets. Because well, I guess what, what I'm getting at is, like, Revenge of the Nerds basically says the opposite of what happened to Elliot Rogers. Like Revenge of the Nerds promises success. And in real life, you aren't promised success in that area. And so what I'm what I'm getting at is even though the rest of the franchise is relatively harmless, this one scene is so bad because there will be impressionable quote unquote nerds watching that movie that could believe what's happening on screen and that's where we lead into people like yeah. Elliot Rogers in the most extreme examples. Yeah. But I mean, I guess that all comes down to as well, like um, the whole discussion of how, how influential are these movies actually. I mean, that's we true. did have a big discussion yeah. um, a couple of weeks ago about how, about our most influential films, but that was more about what made you want to become a filmmaker rather than what gave you your worldview on women. Yeah. But um, yeah, the, the, the first film is kind of just a, a masturbation fantasy. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's that's the that's totally that's everything because, I've been trying we, to we say. We talked about it as well. That um, aside from the initial premise, they don't face any hardships. They, the the Revenge of the Nerds too, despite being a, a, a whopping seven percenter, <laughs> has way more hardship and conflict than the first yeah. film. The the first film is they get kicked out of their house and then they try to get it and then they decide they want to get it back and then they do yeah and in the first three films they make time for this like oddly sincere like concert where they win everyone's favor yeah. it's it's not a joke i think that's what struck me about it is like they to win like the talent show or whatever then the nerds do like a um uh, uh, like Lamar comes out singing Michael Jackson, and they all like and like Gilbert and Lewis are dressed as Devo and stuff. But it's not a joke. It's like you you're supposed to watch this as an audience member in 1984 and be like, "This is cool." Yeah, be like, "This is awesome." Yeah, yeah, which is and strange. They, they it just are, doesn't. They are cool. Yeah, that's cool. But it doesn't. The first, the first two I actually genuinely like. You, like they've just got a, a solid B, and Lamar's such a charismatic character that you you can't help but kind of just groove along yeah. a little bit. So. Um, and what may seem like a jarring change of subject, let's continue the franchise. <laughs> Look, we've said what we wanted to say about about um, the big talking point of this movie. This yeah. is just so we and can uniform this with the also, other episodes I just of the want to podcast. Say as well, that obviously the the topics we've brought up tonight are very dicey, and a lot of people wouldn't even want to have this conversation. The, the, what, what, what we just did and, and state some of the opinions that, yep. we've, that we've just stated but please feel free to call me out on anything i've said 
Yeah, me too. Like I'm, I, I, I always say this to people when, when I'm talking about this kind of thing, which isn't particularly often, but I always want to like emphasize that like, I actually don't know. And if you want to correct me, I welcome that. Like yeah. I, from, from the bottom of my heart, I'm trying to be a nice guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to be the best person I can be. And if that involves being called out on things like this, then. Yeah. No, I mean, if you disagree, like I mean, we'll, we'll do fan feedback. I mean, we're probably, franchise. we're probably not going to have any now that I've mentioned it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I mean, if you agree or disagree with anything, even if I phrased a, a sentence weirdly, uh, mm. please mm. please make note of it. Mm. And I, I, I would love to hear. Mm. Because we are in an evolving culture, especially within the last 12 months. It's insane how the, the, the difference. Mm. But, um, yeah, please. And we're also nerds. Feel free to educate us. So... You know, we could be lumped We're just a couple in. of nice guys. Yeah, just a couple of nice nerds. Just looking for a nice woman to put on our shelves. <laughs> um, that was sarcasm. The, the Okay, the, so continue the French. <laughs> I'm so fluff. Level. So this is a segment where... Do you want me to take my shirt off as well? The two of... No, <laughs> make it worse. No, yeah. um, Since you didn't concede, I won't do it. The, t- <laughs> the, two, the two of us try to come up with ways to continue this uh, franchise. There is more than one movie. <laughs> do you want to say that? The first one's the only the only one with that kind of stuff in it. So you got to understand, I, I can feel like there might be people who'll be like, why are you... Uh, like why are you continuing the franchise if it's so you know bad it's like we've had three a three movie buffer between yeah, that movie I, and yeah the first one actually seems like so long yeah um so because the other two are just so much the other three are just so much fun yeah exactly so the revenge of the nerds franchise has actually been continued on in some pretty creative ways um and it almost feels like robert carradine is part of this podcast and was desperately trying to scramble ideas <laughs> for continue the franchise. Um, host, it's like a reality show. Yeah, yeah, I'll get yeah. to that. Yeah. So firstly, firstly, several Lambda 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 fraternities have cropped up in colleges over the years. Um, there are currently six chapters in Connecticut, Maryland, New York, and Washington. Which states are each of those? Those other states. <laughs> um, a remake of the first film was also... You're right. Yeah, I'm just giving another donut. Would you like one? No, I don't. don't, I'm talking. I don't know. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, A remake of the first film was also attempted in 2006, 2007, and even got as far as filming, but the officials from Emory University, the college they were using for the film, pulled out after reading the script. Isn't that great? I wonder what what was in it. Um, The project floundered as it tried to find a big enough backup location. Uh, The reportedly disappointing rushes were then shelved and are unlikely to ever see the light of day. I didn't recognise any of these names, but if you're interested, the cast included Adam Brody, Dan Bird. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you recognise He's from the OC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that, but I was like, I don't know who that is. Uh, Dan Bird, who's from... Dan Bird! Yeah. Um, uh, (laughs) What's he from? Ah, I can't remember now. Some show like The Middle or something like that. It's not not The Middle, but it's like The Middle. Um, Katie Cassidy, Kristen Cavallari, Jenna Dewan, Chris Marquette, Ryan Pinkston... Efren Ramirez and Nick Zano. Hmm. Efren Ramirez is um, Pablo and Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, cool. There you go. I wonder who he would have played in the remake. Mm. Um, 
And as you said before, um, Robert Carradine and Curtis Armstrong also created and hosted a reality game show called King of the Nerds in 2012. And this is the most continue the franchisee, actual continue the franchise I think I've ever heard. Um, the the game operated similar to the like elimination challenge shows like Survivor or The Biggest Loser, where teams of real life nerds would compete in various challenges like musical performances and pop culture quizzes to eventually be crowned as the king of the nerds. The show ran for three seasons in the US and was later adapted into a UK series which ran for one season any of our American listeners if you watched it let us know mm. uh, beyond these examples Robert Carradine has stated we had a convention once in Atlanta we were all sitting around the dinner table and when we left the restaurant the restaurant went nuts because the entire group of nerds was leaving the original nerds that is and we all looked at each other and thought maybe it's time for the next movie it'll be the final frontier so keep your fingers crossed out there so, do you want to go first? What's your continue the franchise? Um, uh, it's, an, it's an easy one. It's, um, a, it's a funeral. Fuck. <laughs> I didn't even realise it was that again. Um, now, I, I'd like to see a 21 Jump Street-esque reboot of this take place. Um, like, even have it that the original nerds, like, the, the, the original archetypes... Even, like, the jock fraternity and the nerd fraternity, like, ripped straight from the original film but put them in a college today. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, like, people are just like, that's actually sexual assault. What are you doing? Like, to have <laughs> wacky, wacky 80s hijinks take place in the real world. Yeah, man. And have everyone be like, this is so illegal. What are that's you, what such are you doing? a good idea. And, and like, um, yeah, we're going to beat those nerds. It's like... What, what are you fucking 14 what years old? What are you fucking Neanderthal? <laughs> what are you doing? I have to study, okay? I'm trying to become a doctor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, like, it's acting like real people. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but, like, have those, um, the, those caricatures exist alongside I real people it. and, like, have to go to real classes and I then want, like, oh, start a food fight. It's like, get the fuck out of my lecture. Like, I am, I am 23 years old. Like I do I'm not up to have my t- balls and debt. <laughs> I do not have time for this. That's great, man. What would you call it? Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the I couldn't think of a good title. So my original idea for my continuing the franchise was actually kind of done in the third film, which is kind of a bummer when I got to the third film. Um, so it was sort of like if these if these stories were to take place, not maybe not today, but in the nineties or even the early two thousands the nerds would kind of already be at the top of the food chain. Like people like nerds a lot more these days. Mm. Um, and, uh, cause you know, cause, um, like nerd culture being so dominant as it is, um, while revenge of the nerds three, while it adopts this premise, it still sympathizes with the nerds because the jocks try to start an uprising to, to take it back. But the nerds are still like the heroes of the, of the movie. But I would actually rather see like revenge of the jocks, where it is the jocks as the main characters yeah. trying to take it back. But then I thought if you're going to make it like slightly more modern, you could go Revenge of the Goths Goths, or Revenge of the Emos, you yeah, know, yeah, like bring it up. Face. But then I thought, you know what it would have been? Maybe we can find these, these, your idea and my idea. Revenge of the Normies. And it's just normal, normal college students. Like, right. like I think the original idea I actually came up with was more like an Attack of the Jocks thing where it's, it's just the jocks and today because like it's cool to be nerdy now yeah. like you know everyone, everyone loves rick and morty and well i mean <laughs> if you're smart enough wow singer <laughs> haven't heard that one in a couple months um yeah so um but then just have these like 80s movie bullies 
um, try and, you know, prank try and, everyone. Try and, like, yeah, throw their weight around in 2018. Yeah. And everyone's like, uh, I'm reporting you to I'm the police. I'm so triggered right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, yeah, so do that. Or uh, to just put a normal fraternity, like, have the three fraternity, like, do the original film and, and make it like a, a, like a period piece, but like a period piece and that it's set in this fictional world that the 80s created of it's not set in the well, that, real 80s that extends like, beyond revenge of the nerds that'd have been an interesting film yeah or just the having, 80s having today like yeah ha- have um just uh, like the audience surrogate mm-hmm. put, put like someone from 2018 into a wacky actually that's kind of the plot of um uh what is it it's like teen beach party the um uh teen beach movie yeah, TV movie. The, yeah. the Disney Channel. Yeah, one? yeah. Do you know, like that's actually about people get transported into like, like a Pleasantville. Movie. Yeah, yeah. But well, that's the nineties to the seventies. No, the fifties. Yeah, 50s. Like yeah. Um, I've never seen Pleasantville, but that's my understanding. I've never seen um, Teen Beach Movie. So. Neither. The only thing I know about Teen Beach Movie is there's a song in it that was in the commercials for it that goes, "I know what boys like, boys like girls like me. I know what girls like, girls <laughs> like boys like me." And I was like, "That's a that's actually quite catchy." Um, yeah, I think there's there's some some really good stuff in there to do. Like, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a great I, I way to having, comment on the things we've been talking about. Yeah, I love having people point shit mm. out. Yeah, <laughs> I, how I write my screenplays is I just have a character explain everything, and then you don't even need to show it. <laughs> like you're joking, but if you ever read anything I've written, that's what it is. <laughs> it's you have this is insight into Richard's world. Is you take the normal, the real world. Put something weird in it, and then only have one character notice it, and just have them pointed out. I mean, you're also kind of describing cult pop shit, like our, our video content. Yeah. A lot of it is like that. Um, speaking of which, <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, um, you can check out said video content on our YouTube channel, where you could actually be listening to this episode. You can also listen to this episode on SoundCloud, where every off week that's not in the franchise. We do an episode that's just a conversation about something else. So at the moment, we're doing the Oscar season. Mm. So we just did biggest Oscar snubs of all time. We've also done are the Oscars stupid and dumb or cool and sweet. Um, and next week, uh, we're going to be doing a preview of the 2018, well, 2017, the 2018 Oscars celebration. The 90th Academy Awards. Yes, yes. Um, and yeah, so by then, we will have seen hopefully every every best picture nominee mm-hmm. um and we will i've got one left to watch you've got three i think aaron's got three as well and so yeah we're gonna watch all those so that we can have a more informed discussion about mm. uh how we think the academy awards are going to play out mm. on the third of march yep and also please like us on facebook follow us on twitter uh, march. and instagram march. as well before we go though we've got some business we need to attend to we do. Um, we are going to roll a number, and that number is going to correspond to a wee list we've got, and that list will de- show us if we- <laughs> what show our next franchise is. I'll find the um, franchises. I, I'm on airplane mode. While I find this as well, I just want to explain to everyone why I may have been a little bit low energy tonight. Okay. Um, I'm real tired. <laughs> um. Not at, like so. It's like it's half past nine at PM, which you know isn't very late. But you have to understand, I got up for work at five o'clock this morning, and I've been doing shit all day. But here's the kicker: so I got up at, for work at five, mm-hmm. but I didn't get to sleep till 
10 to 4. Oh, no. That's my story. Fuck, I'm, I'm so excited to go to bed. But because I'm drenched in sweat, because it's so humid, I have to go I to don't have first. a shirt on. I can't imagine how damp I'd be if I had a shirt on. <laughs> um, how many, what's our maximum number on the generator? Okay, the, the number we need, we've got a list of 307 franchises. Ooh. The last one, number 307, appropriately, never-ending story. <laughs> <laughs> how beautiful. What what franchise do you want to get, Richard? What? Oh, it was th- it was thirty four. <laughs> <laughs> thirty four was the number. Okay, we'll go thirty four. I, I, I hit generate instead of the say it again. Right. So thirty four. Yeah. What is thirty four? I I what? Let's guess. What are you hoping it is? Rocky. Rocky. I'm gonna go for if it's okay. If it's not, honey, I shrunk the kids. Honey, I shrunk ourselves. Honey, I blew up the baby. I'm quitting this podcast. Okay. What was it? Thirty four. Yeah. 34 is, oh, interesting, uh, Romancing the Stone and Jewel of the Nile. Uh, what's, what's that? <laughs> Just <'cause laughs> What's 153, the yeah. other number you rolled? The we're not doing it. The rolled. We're, we're like, this is purely to know what we're not doing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, 153 is Blues Brothers. So, but we're, we're, we're rags and riches, <laughs> like two, <laughs> two, two, two film franchises where the first one is continued, uh, is considered a classic and the second one. Was it Romancing the Stone, Jill the Night? Yes. Yeah, right. So we're not doing Blues Brothers. So tune in in a fortnight for not Blues Brothers, <laughs> <laughs> but for Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer? Fuck, I don't know. Um, you're thinking, no. I'm thinking oh. of Ant Man. <laughs> no, I think that's why it's significant that that Ant Man. No, I thought it was because of um, cruel, cruel intentions. Was it? Okay. Well, maybe, maybe they're one of those couples that do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I think Danny DeVito directed Jewel of the Nile. So uh, that'll be fun. This is this is a real weird franchise. For us. It is. It is a franchise. It's one that felt like it. They're going to be like fucking three hours long. No, I've seen the first. I think I've seen both of them years and years ago. Um, I I think oh, I'm trying to look things up. I have no internet anywhere. Um, anyway. That's it. Um, uh, you'll find out next week. Yeah. No, the... Yeah, I saw them when I was real young. They're cool. The first one's cool. I remember the first one being cool. I have no idea what they're about. They're just... They're like your standard Indiana Jones-esque huh, adventure sure. movies. What Except the second one is apparently real bad. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Um, tune in for that next week. That'll be next fortnight. That'll be the first episode that we do in different cities of I'll film franchise formats. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah, well, this is, this is the end of an era, don't I, Joe? Don't say that. I almost called you Dave. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 